Hey, it's Danny Heifetz. Before we start the show today, I want you to let you know there's a new Spotify feature. On the show page, there's a bell. You can hit the bell and you're going to get automatically notified as soon as our new episodes are out there. So you can find out right away. You hit the bell and then you'll automatically start following the show. So that'll be more helpful. And then also on the home screen of Spotify, there's another bell. There's a lot of bells now. You can hit the bell on the homepage and then all the podcasts that you follow are in a new, nice, like chronological feed. So it's it's easier to use. So there's a bell on the homepage. You can hit that, see all your pods and you can hit the bell on our show page, right where it says Ringer Fantasy Football, hit the bell and you can follow us. All right, let's get to the show. There's a lot that could impress you about the all new Honda Prologue EV. True, it's got class leading passenger space and clean, thoughtful design and intuitive technology. But what really sets the Prologue apart from the competition is that it's more than an EV. It's a Honda. Honda, the power of dreams. Visit honda.com slash prologue to learn more. This episode is brought to you by Lululemon. Guys, if you're ready for a new pair of pants, try one of Lululemon's ABC pants. They're made to make you look and feel good. And there's lots of different styles to choose from. My favorite, because I walk around LA every day, I like the joggers. I'm not jogging, I'm just walking fast. But if you're working out, I would try them out. And if you want something a little sleek, maybe business-like, maybe try the ABC Slim Fit Trouser. But I am a joggers guy. I just, once COVID happened, I was just like, I'm, I want to wear jogging pants and joggers and all kinds of soft pants as much as I possibly can, especially when I'm working out. Ultra comfortable and versatile. ABC pants are really in a league of their own. Buy a pair right now at lululemon.com. Welcome to the Ringer Fantasy Football Show. My name is Danny Heifetz. I am joined by Danny Kelly and Craig Korolbeck. It is Friday. We are watching recording for Thursday. But you're listening to this on Friday. We're going through prop bets, Shark Tank style. But first, we got to discuss the bipocalypse real quick. I mean, <laughs> there's six teams on by. I mean, we it's, look, it's Bills, Chargers, Steelers, Cowboys, Vikings. It's a disaster. There's like basically 20 really good fantasy players on by, not to mention everyone's hurt. This is... I mean, Matthew Berry said this week that in 23 years of covering fantasy professionally, it's the worst bye week he's ever seen. I feel like, forget who to play. It's like, we don't we, all three of us, I think, have a situation where you might have to start an empty slot because or cut a good player. <laughs> I'm starting That's two empty if, dire if Gronkowski doesn't play this week, which it doesn't look like he's going to, I'm starting two empty spots. So who is the person you would you would cut to have to fill an empty spot? I would have to cut Michael Gallup and either Gronk or Schultz. I, I don't think I'm going to cut out any of them. Jeez. I feel like, I don't know what DK thinks. I'm so torn about this because on one hand, it's like, it's one spot, whatever. I'm part of, part of me is like, fuck Michael Gallup. You got to go get a win. <laughs> like, Jesus. what are you holding on to Michael Gallup for to get you a win? This is where, this is his moment. But here's my question. It, so like replacement level player, right? Who I add off the waiver wire. He's going to get me seven, eight points. Like, is is losing Michael Gallup forever worth seven points? I don't think so. I don't think I don't he think is. So. I mean, if Amari Cooper gets hurt, which he's hurt every day, like Michael Gallup becomes like a legitimate real-time option. And you want to win the war, not the battle. Plus, every the team I'm going up against is also decimated by buys. So I feel like, okay, I don't have the seven points that, that this replacement guy would get me. I still might win. I don't know. So I, I want to mention something, and it's hilarious that you said 
the word you literally just said it. He's decimated. Do you know where the term? I'm putting on my dad cap right now. Do you know where the term <sighs> decimated comes from? No. One out of ten. <laughs> in the old like Roman armies, so like in the old uh, you know like legions or whatever, mm. if the if the army was getting unruly, acting up, like mutinous, they would decimate their own units. Which, in other words, the commanders would like tell one of their leaders to ha- they'd have to like choose one guy to kill Whoa. and they kill one out of 10 guys and based on how many ever units and it was like basically like to keep them in line and keep them un- from being unruly um in this case you're potentially having to kill one of your own guys to keep the team going or you can just start a zero <laughs> it's kind of like decimation anyway holy shit that was dark yeah sorry anyways. oh my god it's like the it's like a really extreme version of putting one of your children on timeout you just kill one of your <laughs> Those are not the same thing at all. <laughs> I said I it's like, clearly version. doesn't have children. Here's how it no, how, it's like, here's it's how it like applies. Egypt and like they're like kill the firstborn. That's what that's like. Craig, here's how it applies. In this case, I think if you're starting a zero, if you're starting an empty roster spot, yeah. you're doing it for the good of the army to keep your team together. Yes. You're gonna take that zero and you're just gonna go with it. It's like killing one of your own guys. But I think that's the exact opposite. Not really. It's that would be releasing Michael Gallup. Well, either way that you want to look at it, I think I think that when I get Craig's point about winning the war, not the battle, but like you also want to win. Like you want to win and the record helps you get the buy and the playoffs and all those things. Like, I don't know. I'm I'm not. This is very tricky and everyone should do its best for their own team. But I totally think if you think you have a better chance to win this week, racking up a win is racking up a win. They all matter. I also like I also think that because most teams in the league are decimated this week. So like. But that is only more reason why one marginal waiver player could be the difference between winning and losing. But this is a league where you can make the playoffs by having high-scoring points. And I know you'd be like, well, then that's why you need to start the extra guy. But every team is going to be low-scoring this week. I feel like it's going to be a wash across the board. And that keeping the better player long-term is the more prudent decision, honestly. Can you make a trade? I've tried. Nobody wants to. No No one actually cares about Craig's team. Let's be clear here. (laughs) We're trying to help the masses. I don't care about Craig specifically. Okay. Uh... Yeah, so we probably this is what we're going to be doing green room on Sunday at noon Eastern. Probably will be the worst start sit we've ever yeah, done. Like that's the actual things we're getting thrown at will probably be the most disparate, disgusting start sit questions we've ever gotten. But you can download the green room app um, by Spotify and join that room for us at noon Eastern on Sunday. Uh, but want to get to the prop bets? Let's do it. Okay, let's get to Shark Tank. If you don't know how this works, it's really simple. It's like Shark Tank, the show pitching us on bets. So we're the Sharks. We're the investors. We're the Mark Cubans, the Mr. <laughs> Wonderfuls. I should learn who the other people on Shark Tank are by name, but I really can't remember <laughs> yeah, anyone. Other we've than been two. doing this All right. six weeks now. Yeah. TK, what is your pro- first prop bet for this week? All right, Sharks. Look, my family, it's starving. I need your guys' investment Wow. on Matt Stafford <laughs> wow. under 32.5 pass attempts this week against the Lions. Here's the deal. The Rams, they are 15 and a half point favorites. It is looking like it's going to be a blowout. This is one of the best teams in the NFL versus one of the worst, if not the worst team in the NFL. It's We got a low-key revenge game narrative going on here with Matt low Stafford. Low-key? This is the highest-key revenge game after Brady and the Patriots. <laughs> yes. Um, and so, obviously, I think that they're going to pass early and often. I think they're going to be explosive. I saw this per Hayden Winks. The Rams have the best EPA per dropback on offense in the NFL, and the Ram and the Lions have the worst EPA per drop friends per dropback. I think this could be like a first half blowout type game, and then 
basically from there, the Rams will just try and shorten the game, um, run a bunch, basically just try and get out of there without getting hurt, blah, blah, blah. But at the end of the day, I think they're going to start hot and get a big lead, and then he's not going to have to pass a ton. Um, in the Rams, two blowout wins this season. He's had, so he had 26 attempts in a 34 to 14 win over Chicago. He threw 28 times in a 38 to 11 win over the Giants. Um, they're so efficient and so explosive. He's not going to have to dink and dunk down the field like, you know, you see some teams do. So that's why I looked at this pass attempts thing. And I just think it's going to be, I think he's going to hit the under because I don't think they're going to have to pass a ton in the second half. What do you think? I still can't believe you said that it was low key when st- the two quarterbacks <laughs> in this game were traded for each other this year. Okay. Well, get past that. I wanted to ask Jerry Goff is the one who should be, I mean, like Stafford. I mean, I, is it revenge for Stafford against the Lions? I mean, I guess like they didn't surround him with the necessary talent, but like, I don't know. The second he asked for a trade, Brad Holmes, the GM who was formerly with the Rams, he's like, sure, go to the Rams. And then he did. And now he's having a great, like, I don't and know. And they if, traded him to a good team too. <laughs> I, I, is Matt Stafford like in, in search of revenge? I, I get that Goff would be. But it's I'm worth sure. noting Jared Goff has literally never won an NFL game without Sean McVay as his head coach. And now facing Sean McVay is kind of like a miniature referendum on Jared Goff's career. But I also think McVeigh kind of wants to bury this team for that reason. Didn't Jerry Goff win games with Jeff Fisher? No. no, I don't. I don't think he won a single game with Jeff Fisher. Not as a starter. Coach. Not as a starter. Oh, yeah, yeah maybe he came in, in relief. But like as a starter, Jared Goff has not won a game <laughs> without Sean McVay. <laughs> Craig just laughs. Um, fun fact: I'm going to be at this game. Oh, nice. Yeah. Okay, so Mister, uh, I'm getting tickets. You know, courtesy of you know just being boys with Sean McVay. What do you think, Craig? First of all, I'm not saying that's how I got tickets. So, uh, second of all. <laughs> uh, this is too close for me. I don't know. 32 seems just right in the wheelhouse of of what's standard for Matt Stafford. I don't feel like when I saw this line, I wasn't like, this is great value. Seems a little bit dicey. The Lions have been a team in the past that's kept things frisky. Matt McVay's not the type of guy to ease off the gas. Um, so I think I'm out on this, unfortunately. I, so my, my, my issue with this is that it's personal. You know what I mean? Like, like there is a personal element, and I, I, I wonder genuinely about the Rams. My only concern is, do we think the Rams let off the gas? Well, yeah. again, I guess I don't see that. Why would McVeigh, like McVeigh is the guy who broke up with the girlfriend who he didn't like, who he feel like he wasn't getting enough from, and then found a way better girlfriend and is now going to go show... The first girlfriend, look, look how good I got it now. Is that really is that what we're expecting out of McVeigh here? So I think so, Craig, you're actually, I feel like strengthening my argument. So you're saying it's not much of a revenge game for Stafford, which only strengthens the argument that he's not gonna have to like pour it on in the second half. Right? I just think the Rams are gonna be the Rams and they do they're just gonna play how they play normally. So I just think 32 is like a little close for me. I don't know. I don't that's I, I understand. Yeah, and I get that. That's fine. You don't have to be in on this. However, I would say. The Rams have been reasonably run balanced when leading. 40% early down run, uh, sorry, down, 40% early down pass rate this year when running or when leading by eight plus. So they pass 40% of the time, run 60% of the time when leading by eight plus. Um, so it's not like they're still like in the, the converse of that is like the Buccaneers who just pass, 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 right, pass, right, pass, right, right, despite right. whether they're winning or losing. And de- even if they're like blowing a team out, they're still going to continue passing. Like the Rams have actually been um, like sort of in the middle of the league. They're not slow necessarily. They don't slow it down to a slog, um, but they have been sort of middle of the pack in terms of that area. So that that was another one of the reasons where I'm just like, I don't see them just continuing to like pour it on in the second half. They didn't do that against Chicago. They didn't do that against the Giants. Uh, 26 and 28 attempts. So I see what you're saying, how it's kind of close. Um, 
but I just think this this is the type of game where, especially with the offensive line versus defensive line matchup uh, mismatch that they have against a bad Lions team, um, they're just going to pound Daryl Henderson all game long, and it's going to be fine. They'll just want to get out of there and not have any more injuries. So I, what I like about this is at the court, like, like this is a 15-point spread. Betting the under on pass attempts in a 15-point spread when it's 32. As Craig said, this is right in the ballpark. Well, the Rams haven't been a 15-point favorite so far this season. It's right in the ballpark. For that reason, I'm in, DK. Hell yeah. Craig plays the sound. Got and one. I'm going to do so. I'm going to turn this right around and say, DK, if you're in on the Stafford under 32 and I'm in with you on the th- under pass attempts, I want you, DK, to come in on the over with me for Daryl Henderson rushing yards <laughs> for the Hell exact yeah. same reasoning. If we're okay. saying the Rams going to blow them out, I think Daryl Henderson having 78 rushing yards is kind of simple. Like, it's not an elaborate pitch. The Rams are really good at blocking. The Lions are not. The, the, the Rams, the, the Lions, the, the trench matchup here is as big of a like a, a mismatch in the entire week. The Rams offensive line is probably going to dominate the Lions defensive line. Yep. They're probably going to win by a lot. Daryl Henderson, 78. He's messed around with that number each of the last few weeks. But I think that this is just like a very easy game for Henderson. This is a classic. Daryl Henderson gets 100 yards and the Rams win by three touchdowns. DK, will you come in on that with me? since I just went in with you on the same game script. You know, there's a lot of pressure there, but I will say, you mentioned the disadvantage, or sorry, the advantage that the Rams offensive line has against the Lions defensive line. In fact, per PFF, they have the number one, like most biggest advantage over a defensive line this week. Boom, so, there you go. In addition nah. to the fact that I think that Daryl Henderson's running really well, he's really seemed to come along in terms of like fitting in that scheme and what he can do. I could see him having a few explosive plays here and there. Um, I think that they're going to continue to uh, utilize him in the second half. And isn't Sony Michelle on the injury list anyway this week? I feel like they're really banged up at the running back spot this week. Like Jake Funk got hurt. Uh, they already oh, lost whoa, a couple we didn't other even guys. Mention this. The- Craig said, I don't remember which episode this week. Craig said, like jokingly, it's Jake Funk time, baby. And Jake T- Jake Funk, <laughs> it was came out that he tore his ACL like like three hours after Craig said that. <laughs> Craig. That's the oh, third no. Rams running back this season that he's cursed. The third? Who's the other one? You uh it was Cam Akers. It was yeah. the same day. Like people actually found out about that while you were li- while yes, they were listening I'm to the podcast. Aware. Yes. Then Xavier Jones, who you touted, it was the same day. <laughs> And then it was Jake Funk the same. Did I do? Did the Xavier Jones thing happen? I don't remember that. May, I, I think it was at least the same week. I don't even remember touting him. All right. I don't think we can blame Craig for that one. Yes, we. <laughs> of course, we're going to blame Craig. Sure, do it. I mean, as much as I want to. Here, Sony Michelle did not. Craig's practice. the Zodiac killer. Sony Michelle didn't practice on Wednesday. I haven't seen him for Thursday yet. But he has a shoulder injury. So that is another, another thing I think they're just going to lean on Henderson in this one. So for all those reasons, I am in. Heifetz, I'm with you. Well, Heifetz, there's no need for me to tell you whether I'm in or out because I, for the first time in our Shark Tank's history, I have the exact same bet written down here. Daryl Henderson over <laughs> 78 and a half rushing yards. Has this ever happened on Shark Tank? This is like a- two- I was going to say, what's- What's the Shark Tank version of this? Is this like when they have to divest because they have the same company? Or like, oh, we've secretly been working on the same company all along? Yeah, like Cuban's <laughs> like, I actually already got my own guys on this. I don't know. Uh, or is it more like, by the way, this is a Mark Cuban company. Is it two guys back-to-back pitching the same pizza delivery app? I don't know. I don't but 
Uh, I have this as well. So obviously I'm in. We don't have a word for when two people bring the same bet to the table. We have group chat if everyone's in on one bet. If we bring the same one, is it a FaceTime? It needs to be people more have intimate. an idea for what it should be called. <laughs> Email ringerfantasyfootballgmail.com. If we come to the same... A more intimate level of communication. It needs FaceTime. It's a green room. Mind meld? Like when Lockett and Russell Wilson, they got the mind meld, Devontae and Rogers. How about I FaceTime you when Henderson gets on like around 70 yards rushing? I'll FaceTime you. And then we can watch it together. We can call it a FaceTime. I'm kind of, we can do better than FaceTime. When you guys were kids, did you have the thing where you could uh, merge calls on like the landlines? I don't know. Yeah, you, you can still do that on a cell phone, you know. Right, but I'm talking about landlines. I, I feel like there's a name for those. Maybe it's just merge calls. Anyway, never mind. <laughs> uh, anyway, yeah, we're, we're all in on this. Okay. Daryl Henderson. So, so Craig, <laughs> but if we're in a rushing yards, why are you not in on the Stafford under for past attempts? Those I'm just, I, I don't think I need to choose one or the other. It's I mean, too that, close, he, he thinks. I mean, H Henderson has had over, Henderson, I think, has had 78 yards or more each of the last three games. And there has been times in those last three games where actually two of those three games, Stafford has gone for more than 32 passing attempts. So both are capable of happening in the same game. All right. Well, if I robbed you of the Daryl Henderson pitch, Craig, you give us a pitch okay. all your own. All right, Sharks. I'm coming at you asking for a $5 investment here for the waiver wire darling of the fantasy season week one. Eli Mitchell, he's back. The Niners are rested off of a bye week. I'm asking for $5 to invest in Eli Mitchell to run for more than 62 and a half rushing yards Sunday night versus the Colts. I get it. The Colts have a good run D. That's fine. But the Niners have had two weeks to prepare. Shanahan has had two weeks to prepare. There is going to be serious rain and wind in this game. The forecast is dreary, Ooh. which is important. Jimmy Garoppolo will likely be starting, not Trey Sermon, which bodes very well for Eli Mitchell. The first time Eli Mitchell and Jimmy G played together, Eli Mitchell had tw over 20 rushes for over 100 yards. Shanahan clearly, uh, by example, has shown that he does not like Trey Sermon. Uh, I like that Mitchell's had two weeks to recover and get back to full health. 62 and a half seems really low in a game like this. This is one actually, Craig, that I had circled too. And, and I was excited that you put it on there because, yeah, I agree. You know, the Sermon thing, you know, obviously our preseason expectations aside, like Sermon is irrelevant at this point in this, in, in this backfield, right? Like I know a lot of people are still holding on to the idea that he was the third round pick. They're going to end up using him, blah, blah, blah. But like, there's actually not really any reason to believe that he's going to be a big part <laughs> of this offense going forward. Like, I think I saw it was like, he outsnapped him 40 to two in the last game that these two played. I think with Jimmy Garoppolo starting, Trey Lance is not going to be in there. He's not going to be stealing uh, rushing attempts, blah, blah, blah. He's going to have a good, healthy workload in this game. Uh, so for all those reasons, I'm in with you on this one. I like it. Bang. Heifetz is very thoughtful on this one. He doesn't look convinced. He's ruminating. I can't think of a reason not to go in on this. <laughs> so you were I'm trying tried. to, though. You he were tried. trying to. I tried. And I was like, yeah, okay. Cool. Okay, great. Look at us. Group chat. Wow. We're just agreeing on everything. What a happy um, Friday this is. Before right, Heifetz, we get to... You're uh, up next, or am I, am I up next? Do you want to go? It's there's, there's there's no rules. We can do whatever we want. Sure. What were you gonna say? What were you? Do, do you want to go or not? I'll go. Okay, well, I'll you go. go. All right, sharks. I got one for you. I'm out. Heifetz. Heifetz. No. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> I mean, that's fair. Uh, Heifetz. I want to see how you feel about this one. It's about your Giants. Mm. I'm looking I'm for. Uh, <laughs> shit. I'm looking All right, for. Moving on. <laughs> All right, my turn. Uh, Try to think of one on like on the fly here. No, Sterling Shepard over 64.5 receiving yards in this game. Uh, going up against wait, who are they playing this week? Carolina, the doesn't Panthers. Really, Carolina, that's right. Um, so 
Sterling Shepard. The Giants do not have Kadarius Tony most likely in this game. Saquon Barkley not expected to come back. Kenny Galladay out indefinitely. John Ross uh, even out. John Ross is out. Freaking uh, Dante Pettis came in here and got eleven targets or something this last game. It's going to be the Sterling Shepherd, the Sterling Shepherd show, which is kind of hard to say. It turns out. Um, I don't actually think that the Giants' offense is going to be all that great in this game, but I think just based on volume, why that's why I looked at this and I said I think he's going over. Um, Sterling Shepard has a thirty; he got a thirty percent target rate last week, so he's going to get tons of looks. Uh, he was number one in fantasy usage among all receivers last week, according to Hayden Winks's uh, fantasy usage model. Um, he was just getting tons of targets. He has a tw- he had twenty five percent, thirty one percent, and thirty percent target rate in his three full games this season. And here's a key one that I like. I saw this on I saw this stat on Twitter. He has a thirty four percent target rate when he when his quarterback is blitzed this season, which is eleventh in the NFL. And the Panthers blitz a ton. They're the second highest ranked blitz team this year. Thirty uh, something percent of the time they blitz. So. Sterling Shepard is Daniel Jones's outlet on those plays. I think it's going to add up. I don't think he's necessarily due for like huge big like down the field plays but he just gets so many targets so many catches those yards are going to add up when you look at his production when he's been healthy this season week one 113 yards receiving week two 94 yards receiving week six last week he had 76 yards against the rams um yeah i just think he's going to go over and i don't even think it's necessarily because the giants offense is going to be good i just think his target rate is so absurd he's going to be the guy that daniel jones is looking for just about every time he drops back uh this is another one i have trouble I have trouble trying to argue. I mean, his target shares are ridiculous. 9, 10, and 14 in his three full games. So, you know, even if he catches like half of those, that's like five, six catches he's kind of getting guaranteed. I like this one, DK. Uh, I'm in. Sweet. <laughs> I'm way too close to this emotionally, but you put... <laughs> I'll, look, you put Giants and over in the same sentence. I, look, DK, if you, you mentioned earlier... I don't remember when you mentioned the offensive line, defensive line matchup. Mm. If you check that same chart, I bet that the Giants, uh, the Giants offensive line and the Panthers defensive line. Let me just pull it up because this is such a this is such a crazy mismatch. In this it is game. a miss. It is a, mis- a mismatch. Here. It, it, it's basically the, the Panthers defensive line is really good. The Giants offensive line, I believe, is one of the four or five worst pass block in the entire NFL. Yeah. It's actually even worse than it seems because this is Andrew the second Thomas worst. Is out. The second, second worst? worst? Okay. Yeah. They're actually the they're at worst than second worst because they're second worst with Andrew Thomas, who's their left tackle. Andrew Thomas is not playing this week. So they're right. actually worse than second worst. I don't want to bet on any kind of passing receiving over in a week where I kind of think Daniel Jones is under pressure the whole week. I get what you said where, oh, Sterling Shepard's the outlet. That's cool. You know what else is the outlet? The sideline. Or like getting strip sacked. <laughs> That's also what Daniel Jones does under pressure. Yeah. I get the appeal, but I'm out. I think I, I definitely understand where you're coming from, but I, I feel like you're doing the thing where it's like someone's got it. Like, you know how we were poo pooing the Texans because somebody has to catch passes? It really is. This is to me that somebody has to catch passes for mm. the Giants this, this week. You think they're going to have like less than 100 yards passing? I, I mean, maybe I'm I mean, being an irrational It's in the uh, realm Giants of possibility, fan, but I just, certainly. But yeah. Perhaps I'm being an irrational Giants fan. No, I get that. I get that. That's fine. I'm glad Craig is at least on board with this one. Um, but yeah, let's do this, Craig. Yeah, sorry I couldn't get in on the Rams one. I just don't want to be at the game <laughs> being like, stop throwing, Matt. You know, I want to be just kind of <laughs> having a good well, time. You no, know, he can't. <laughs> if, he's at the, if he's on the sideline with Sean McVay, since Craig's being invited to be Sean McVay's get-back guy, right. he can't be texting... 
like DK and I be like, oh, we hope Stafford stops throwing. And like Craig's there and Sean sees the phone and it's like awkward. Like that would, he can't be in the And then I'm like, Sean, I'm, I'm so sorry. I put $5 on Matt Stafford going under. And Sean's like, ah. <laughs> and Sean's like, Craig, do you think we should stop throwing? And I'm like, yeah, frankly. Uh, do you guys get more emotionally attached to your props or to your fantasy teams going into these games? Fantasy. Okay. Yeah. Just checking. I found I I found that the prop bets uh I get like overly excited about like hitting them and then like I'm counting down. You know how I was telling you guys about how I don't like to root against players during the Sunday games? Yeah. Just because I find it like frustrating. I find it annoying like don't pass that guy, don't pass that guy. And it almost always is like the opposite. It always happens. This is why I have 22 teams and this is why I'm always just I want everybody to do well. I don't care if you do well. Like I, I it's great. Uh, I found that in these prop bets, I hate it because it's like I'm ac actively rooting against a guy getting it. I'm actively rooting against like <laughs> well, someone passing. Well, I have bad news, DK, because if it's you like want to root against the guy, I have a great, great bet for you. Oh, yeah? Sharks. Perhaps you, like me, are sick and tired of the Miami Dolphins. <laughs> sick of them. Is the Miles Gaskin roller coaster making you want to throw up? Do you lie awake at night and wonder if you'd be a happier and more fulfilled person if Miles Gaskin could do anything, and I mean anything of value for your team? Because if so, let me tell you something. Come with me into the land of Miles Gaskin under 33 and a half rushing yards this week. <laughs> You'll be a better person for it. Come on, DK, come on. Root against, root against the player with me, DK. Yeah, Gaskin is on my burn book list, and I'm in automatically for that reason. Uh, in addition to the fact, like, I just do not want to trust what this Dolphins offense is going to do. They clearly do not want to run the ball and or they're completely incapable of running the football. Um, even Gaskin's good game this season, uh, it was mostly coming on the back of 10 catches. You know what I mean? So I kind of like this one, too. Um, what is this? It is 33 and a half. 33 and a half. Here's the thing. Miles Gaskin is, the, is on the worst rushing team in the NFL. Yeah. And he's at the bottom of a three-way committee. On the worst <laughs> rushing team in the NFL. It's like yeah. the Dolphins are a minivan. They're like a Chrysler Pacifica. Miles Gaskin's the third row of a Chrysler Pacifica. It's like the <laughs> over-under is, is 33 yards. And Craig's sitting here, and I can see what he's going to say. Craig's going to be like, 33 is not much for running back. Miles Sanders, it's not Miles Sanders. Miles Gaskin, in his last three weeks, has 37 yards total. This week, it's 33. Oh, is it my turn now? First of all, how dare you be so presumptuous? and presume what I'm going to say. I was not going to say that. I was going to say, this is a ridiculous line. 33 is so high. He had nine rushing yards on five carries last week. He had 25 the week before that. He had three the week before that. I'm in on this, Danny. <laughs> oh, part, I haven't mentioned the best part is there's like no pulp. I believe it's even with the over-under, which there is kind go. of incredible. Good. Nice. Yeah. Wow, look at us. Easy group chat. This episode is brought to you by eBay Motors. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. 
Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusion supply. Ooh, hold up. Smell test. Go ahead, sniff those pits. Now, your bits. Feet, toes, come on. Ugh. Could be fresher, right? It's all good. Old Spice Total Body Deodorant Spray is gentle enough to use all over your body, giving you 24-7 lasting freshness with daily use, from pits to toes and down below. So every smell test gets a... <sighs> Shop for Old Spice Total Body Deodorant. All right. Completely lost track of the order. Who wants to go next? Just throwing it up to the wolves. I haven't gone in a while. I'll go. Yeah. All right, Shark. Oh, I was kind of hoping DK would go. All right, Shark. I'm only speaking to DK now. <laughs> I'm. This is a bit of a uh, controversial take. You pronounced the I in controversial. Controversial. He did, didn't he? Oh, I'm a classy man. <laughs> Rich. All right, listen. And It's time to talk about Derrick Henry. Wow. They're playing the Chiefs, and I know we've talked about- I don't like where this is going already. And I know we've talked about, <laughs> why don't we just take the over on Derrick Henry every week until it doesn't work? Yeah! We haven't bet that once yet. I don't believe- We, we haven't, haven't done it. We haven't done we it. We haven't done it. <laughs> okay. His, so his over-under on rushing is like 126, but his over-under on total yards is 148 and a half. That's so many yards, 150 yards. First of all, him having the rushing line being at 126 and the total being at 148. So that's 22 and a half rushing yards, which I think is kind of a lot for him. But anyway, his value currently, it'll never be higher. I don't think the line will ever be this high. The Chiefs have such a shitty run defense. He's been so incredible lately. I'm zagging when everyone else is zigging here. And I would like to grab the under on 148 and a half Yards. I know even if this game's a shootout, whatever, the Titans like to run to get back in it. I'm almost not even like factoring in the game or the game script. I'm just like playing the odds on a human being get 100, getting 148 and a half yards in a game and saying, I'm going to take the under. So I have, we made the joke about to get the memento tattoos. And I wrote, so I wouldn't do the profits with you guys last week because Solak had to fill in for me. So I have been meaning to do the Henry rushing lines for two weeks in a row or three. And I wrote down this week, take the Derrick Henry over on rushing yards no matter what. Don't care what the number is. <laughs> then I checked the line. And it was 126. And I was like, that's so many yards. <laughs> that's so many. That's, that's so many yards. But that doesn't mean I want the under, though. I can't bet, ag I can't bet against Derrick Henry. <laughs> is that what you want to be? Do you want to be on Sunday like rooting against Derrick Henry? I'm just saying I think this line is inflated. That's all. It's it's as inflated as it will ever be. He is You're peaking. right, but he's going to get 170. <laughs> like here's the I, I, the argument's correct. He's only gone under this in scrimmage yards twice this year out of 6 games. I understand. Okay. Okay. Just checking. I feel like this is I, you know what? This intellectually it's correct. Spiritually it's ridiculous. <laughs> Right. A computer would bet with me, probably, but humans would not because they watch the game. I'm in. <laughs> Fuck it. You're in? I'm oh. in. I'm in. Whoa. And like mostly because you know what? Run me over, Derek Henry. <laughs> <laughs> I want to be hurt by you. You're just Micah hiding it today. Um, I want to feel like an idiot. <laughs> I, I feel like if, I, can't, I can't be a part of this, mostly just for like... I mean, like you said, it's like spiritual reasons. It's like we can't all go against Derrick Henry in this. Like that would be folly. There was a point in time earlier in the season where 
we kind of almost talked ourselves in, like on a green room, we almost talked ourselves into like letting a guy bench Derrick Henry. And then we were like, whoa, we came to our senses. We were like, that would be stupid. Let's not do that. Start him. And then he immediately went out and got 182 yards and three touchdowns. So <laughs> I'm sticking with no on this one, but I like your chutzpah. I, I go for it. I'm looking at how he's hit this. Yeah. A lot. He's hit this every week. <laughs> Basically, it a lot. Holy shit! But the lines so are always a bad week. He's receiving. He's doing more receiving yards lately. He's hit this is, four of the last five weeks. Here's here's what I'm saying here. I want to I want to lay out one more uh, argument for my for my rationale. So there's there's 32 teams in the league. There's like you know five players, fantasy relevant players on each team in te- in terms of like who's catching passes, who's getting rushes. That's 160 players each week that play football and are kind of relevant fantasy. 160. Every week, I would bet the under that 159 of those 160 will go under 150 yards in a game. 99% of those players would never even... You would never yeah, but he's even, not Derrick Henry. We just have... We have made very clear that he's different than I'm just else. betting that one more player <laughs> will also not clear. have... Okay, you know what? I'm changing my mind. I'm out. That's the stupidest argument I've ever heard. That's like... <laughs> that is like Craig speaking like he has no fucking eyeballs... Like, what would the Craig of two weeks ago say to what you just said? Like, he's one player. He's Derrick Henry. He defies logic. He doesn't defy logic. What are we talking about? He's a good running back. He doesn't defy logic. What the fuck? Am am I taking crazy pills? He definitely defies logic. Why? He's big and fast and he's hard to tackle. Why does he defy logic? Can we, if Craig wasn't the editor, I would say, let's pull the clip of some shit Craig said on this podcast <laughs> like three days ago, where we all agreed that, you know what's crazy? Derrick Henry had 2,000 rushing yards last year and is actually on a higher clip this year. I, you know, I don't know. I, I think Adrian Peterson rushing for 2,000 yards after tearing his ACL in like week 13, that defies logic. Derrick Henry just being really good again does not really defy logic to me. Derrick Henry is going to lead the NFL in rushing yards for three years in a row okay. and touchdowns. And carries, which is I don't I believe never been done. Uh, all right, I'm I'm taking the under. I'm just betting that a, a player is not going to have 150 yards. I don't think that's that crazy. I don't. Here's the thing: you had me <laughs> until you were like, it's just one other player of the of the 159. It's just it, no, no. It's you're betting against Derrick Henry. You had me when you're like, this is the highest is over under on yardage total yardage will be all season. Because it's like everyone's hyped up on Derrick Henry and everyone's going to bet the over. Yeah, so you're taking the that's, under. That's all still very part of the argument. I, I'll begrudgingly be in with you. but Oh, I, now you're I, back? You're back in? Yeah, you just pissed me off. How many the, times I felt like you were to trying to pull music? a parlor trick. It was underhanded. You're like, I'm just saying 159 won't do it. But like this guy, you're like, don't tell me he's like other running backs. Don't trick me. Oh, I don't know. After week one, we were all like, eh, I don't know. Is, is it is the run over for Derrick Henry? <laughs> was seven weeks ago. You guys are going to be, you guys are going to have trouble working together. I've had to one. play the freaking music three times here for Hyvitz because he can't make up his goddamn mind. <laughs> oh my God. I'm going to be watching this so closely now. I can't wait for this. This is my right. best part. What's good, no, nice is that no matter what happens, I'll claim that I was in or out. That's so really you are in or out, Hyvitz, right now? I'm in. He won't have the yardage. <laughs> You're such a piece of shit. After all that, you're like, but I'm in though. I get it. <laughs> I just, I, it was, it was an intellectually dishonest argument. I could. This is down. the key to. This is who Hyphen is as a human being. He'll argue for 20 minutes and then at the very end be like, but you're right. <laughs> DK knows what I'm saying though. All right, let's move on. All right, let's just calm down, sharks. Everybody, uh, you know, get back to neutral. Take a deep breath. 
I'm just looking for five dollars. That's it. Five oh. measly dollars on Jalen Hurts over eight and a half rush attempts this week against the Raiders, who are kind of looking pretty good offensively. I feel like this is going to be a higher scoring, like positive game script in terms of like pass heavy game script for the Eagles because they're going to have to be coming back. And or I think it could be close. So I'm he has hit the over on this four out of six games. He's one of the Talking about Jalen like, Hurts. Jalen Hurts has hit the over on eight and a half rush attempts in four out of six games. Um one of those other games was eight. So it's like he rushes a lot. Uh, he's very consistently taking off and running, scrambling. The other thing I like about these, especially with Jalen Hurts, but like why I like these quarterback rushing ones is like they can like scramble forward and dive for like half a yard. And that counts as a rush attempt. You know what I mean? If he's like trying to evade pressure. So uh, in a pass every script against a good Raiders team on the road, I feel like there's going to be a lot of drop back opportunities. Um, the Raiders have given up the ninth most rush attempts to opposing opposing quarterbacks this season, the eighth most yards, rushing yards to opposing quarterbacks. So they're a little bit vulnerable against rushing quarterbacks. Um, and again, just like the way that the Eagles play, I feel like he's going to have a good combination of scrambles and designed read option style plays with Miles Sanders. I just like this bet. I think he's going to, you know, and especially in this game, in this like game script, I think he's going to have to take off and run a bunch. So Jalen Hurts looking for eight and a half on the over and rush attempts. Go ahead, Ivitz. Eight and a half sounds so high and it's hard to get over, but you have to get over it because he just really has just been in this ballpark the entire season. He's basically got eight, nine, 10, or 11 rushing attempts at every single game. I think it just comes down to what you think about how the Raiders are going to play him. So. I'll begrudgingly, I'll, I'll go, I'm, you know what? I'm in, DK. Let me ask you something, because I'm actually kind of curious about this, just philosophically. The Raiders are not a very blitz-heavy team. Do you think that would, do you think that would encourage more quarterback rushing or not? I kind of feel like it would encourage a little bit more rushing, because he's not getting just completely taken out of the play by a free blitzer coming up like the, you know, the middle of the line or whatever. Um, they're basically rushing with four, dropping back, and I feel like... It just it doesn't clog up the the interior defensive line quite as much. I feel like that could potentially lead to more rushing, but I I really don't know. I'm just sort of like guessing based on how I'm picturing it. What do you guys think about that? Well, this is definitely one of those questions that has an answer because you could look it up. <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, no, should I Solak, Google machine it? Yeah. Well, no, no. Ben Solak wrote about this when when so Ben Solak wrote this great story for the Ringer about like what how teams have stopped blitzing Patrick Mahomes. And basically, they just hope that you dink, like you put more men in coverage, give him time in the pocket, hope he gets bored to dink and dunk, and he doesn't want to be Philip Rivers. Because when you blitz the quarterback, they have like a hot read that they can make. That's why Joe Burrow like mm -hmm. does the like you can't go coverage, you ruin me on Thursday Night Football. But when you, <laughs> but Patrick Mahomes has like started rushing more with, now that he's not blitzing as much, and I think Hertz would probably have a similar. When the first, second, third read isn't there, I could totally see Hurts bailing the pocket earlier. Craig, so are you saying I should have done more research before doing the podcast? No, no, I, I was just joking. I just thought of it. I really just thought of it as I was like, as we were going through this, but I was like, I wonder if that makes a difference. So, no, yeah, I'm, um, I was just it saying, is interesting. I'm, I'm sure there's probably a stat out there that's like, do quarterbacks run more often against the blitz or against like yeah, uh, an easy pass rush? But that's kind of the problem with nowadays. Uh, there's like a, I forget what comedian does the joke, but. They probably pass more against the blitz because the blitz opens up. 
Yeah, I don't know. But do you know that joke where somebody's like, doesn't it suck now that nobody can have any conversations because there's an answer to everything? Like nobody can wonder about anything anymore. <laughs> there's no yes. sense of discovery. Like weeks <laughs> later, you read it in a newspaper and you're like, oh my God, that thing we were talking about a month ago. Now it's just like, you know, immediately. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But uh, I think DK, so you were talking about his rushing totals. The, the, the lowest amount of rushes he's had in a game is seven. The most is 10. Yeah. So it's yeah. very kind of packed in there in between seven and 10. Uh, but you're right, he's hit it four out of six times. So yeah, I'll go in with you, why not? Sweet. Group chat, DK. The, the over-unders on these are always just like, you almost feel like they're, like how does Vegas do this? They're they're very good at like setting the over-under and then like when the game is on the line, there's like two minutes left or one minute left and they're like one away from the over. I'm like, son of a bitch, these guys can see the future, it's crazy. All right, who's up, Heifetz? Indeed. Sharks. Yes. Sometimes math isn't everything. <laughs> I come to you here today to give you DeAndre Hopkins over 67 receiving yards. Interesting. Okay. The underlying numbers. Maybe don't think I'm so smart. Oh, his target share's gone down. Oh, advanced math. He's not going to. Oh, the four verts offense. Facts. Enough of your facts. Let me tell you about feelings. DeAndre Hopkins is playing the Houston Texans. That's what we call a real revenge game. I understand his target share has gone down. I understand that part of that is because the Cardinals are a great offense and they're spreading the ball around. I also understand that what the spreadsheets won't tell you is he's going to ask for the ball in this game. Like receivers want the ball. Receivers want the ball when they're going against their older employer who they whom now hate. He's going to ask the ball. Kyler's going to give it to him. 67 yards is pretty modest. Oh, and on top of that, it's actually a really good matchup. This is actually one of five receivers this week. Hopkins is one of five receivers this week that Pro Football Focus gave like a green light to. Hopkins is mostly going to be matched up with Vernon Hargraves on the left side. That's like a really good matchup for a cornerback for DeAndre Hopkins. Like a good for Hopkins, bad for the cornerback. So not only is it actually a great matchup organically, it's also they're going to force feed him this ball this week as much as any week all season. 67 yards, very modest for one of the best receivers in the NFL. Give me Hopkins, Petty, over 67 receiving yards all day. So I like this one. Uh, like you said, one of PFF's top rated matchups in terms of receivers versus corners. He's actually the fourth highest on here um, among all receivers. And the other thing I think that's interesting, and, and uh, Dwayne McFarland from PFF has been uh, smart to point this out a few different times. Like we all are very worried about DeAndre Hopkins' target rate this season. However, it's worth noting that Hopkins actually saw uh, seven targets last week, and three of them were negated by a penalty. So he's and uh, McFarland notes like if he had actually seen those targets and those plays had counted, his target rate would have been twenty three percent, which is like great. Um, so I don't know. I, I, it's one of those things he was, he had a 32% target rate the, the week before that 24%, like his last three weeks altogether have been pretty solid. Like when you look at the actual raw numbers, including the fact that three targets got negated by penalty last week. So, um, I'm still trying to stay like very bullish on Hopkins just because I think he's so goddamn good. Like he's still one of the best receivers in the NFL. He's like up there with DeAndre Hopkins in my mind is like just pure skill, his ability to win at the catch point all that stuff. I think Kyler's still a very good quarterback. And so um, the other thing that I think is interesting is Kyler hasn't really been running very much the last couple of weeks. Mm. Um, he's like under 10 yards rushing the last like two weeks, both. And so 
maybe that's partly due to his like shoulder injuries. Just trying to take it easy on that. You know, it's kind of like a, a, a like a replay of last season where he just stopped running halfway through the year because he hurt his shoulder. It feels like that's kind of happening again. So maybe that ticks up their passing rate a little bit. Uh, for all those reasons, I'm in. I totally understand the Houston Texans thing. Like he's playing the Texans. They're going to want to, you know, pepper him with targets. He's going to ask for the ball. Do you think, and this is, I'm just purely asking. I don't believe this is true. Uh, do you think that the Texans are like, we're going to try and limit DeAndre Hopkins in this game specifically? No. So I thought about that. I think the simplest answer is like, I don't know how many of the Texans defenders are even left over from Hopkins. I don't know how personal it is for the Texans because like how many of those guys are even left? Also, I don't know if they're necessarily going into this like, oh, we're going to limit this guy. I think they're just going to I, I think it's much more personal for Hopkins going against that team than the team going against Hopkins, like by a lot. Yeah, I think you're right. I mean, I, I'll I'm in on this bet. 67 slow and uh all the reasons you laid out make sense. Can I just point out that I was trying to argue that the numbers don't make sense for Derrick Henry, and that's why I'm doing it. And then Heifetz got mad at me, and then on the next thing, he's like, listen, guys, numbers aren't everything. DeAndre Hopkins. <laughs> no, 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 no. What happened was, I, to I was with you, there. and then you said, if all the other running backs can't get this number, why should Derrick Henry get this number? Which was, to me, intellectually Which pissed him um, off. Du uh, dubious. Right. Okay, sure. I just didn't like how for two minutes you briefly pretended Derrick Henry was like not that good. I didn't do that, but all right. We have like three uh, group chats this week where we're all in that are just going to be really awkward. Have you guys noticed a pattern that in every episode it's either myself arguing with Danny Heifetz or Danny Kelly arguing with Danny Heifetz? <laughs> it's almost as if there's like a there's common a constant. There. Interesting. <laughs> <laughs> So I didn't uh, hear you guys there. You're breaking up. What yeah, were you saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hyphens is a, he's a, he's a, the youngest child. I think there's a reason here. That's true. Hyphens would have yeah. trouble doing improv because he would have to yes and. <laughs> Instead of no but, which is his preferred method. <laughs> oh, man. All right. So do you want to recap our bets real quick here? Yes. Yeah. Someone else do that because now I'm just thinking. <laughs> he's trying to come up with I'm, a retort. I mean, I'm, I'm stuck in inward thought. Yeah. All right, so I've got Matthew Stafford under 32.5 pass attempts, Sterling Shepard over 64.5 receiving yards, and Jalen Hurts over 8.5 rush attempts. Craig has Daryl Henderson. Well, actually, Heifetz and Craig have Daryl Henderson over 78 rushing yards. Craig also has Eli Mitchell from the 49ers over 62.5 rushing yards, and Derrick Henry under 148.5 scrimmage yards. Is that what we decided on? Yeah, yards and total yards, receiving yeah. yards together. Correct. Okay. And then Heifetz has Miles Gaskin under 33 and a half rushing yards and DeAndre Hopkins over 67 receiving yards. There we go. Craig just hit me with that dagger because I'm realizing there was no possible comeback because what am I going to do? Say, no, I don't argue anything. <laughs> no. <laughs> like, that's just, wow. You know, couldn't, that wasn't really an option. Painted you into a corner there, Heifetz. There yeah. This episode is brought to you by State Farm. You might say all kinds of stuff when things go wrong, but these are the words you really need to remember. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. They've got options to fit your unique insurance needs, meaning you can talk to your agent to choose the coverage you need, have coverage options to protect the things you value most, file a claim right on the State Farm mobile app, and even reach a real person when you need to talk to someone. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there.
You guys want to go to long shot bets? Yeah, let's do it. You guys, for the first time ever, I actually have a four leg parlay, and you guys just did random one offs. Like it's sort of like the tables have turned. Oh, how the turntables. Um, okay, I've got. I'm doing a four leg parlay on Carolina versus the Giants, wow. and I did this basically for Heifetz. Why? Why? Why would it be for me? I don't know because you're a Giants fan, and I just like to talk to you about the Giants. It's fun. Don't the Giants give me enough enough agita? Yeah, you get kind of upset about it. It's like it's just kind of fun to see how you react. Anyway, here we go. <laughs> I think Carolina is going to cover the spread. It's negative. It's negative three yep. right now. Minus three. Good call. Sorry, I, I still always say negative instead of minus. I don't know. I'm never going to give it's that cute. up. Um, all right, Carolina covers the spread. Chuba Hubbard over 74 and a half rushing yards because I think they're going to run the hell out of the ball in this one because Matt Rule fucking hates Sam Darnold with a fiery passion. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Sam Darnold Jeez. under 236.5 passing yards. I don't know. Did you guys hear what Matt Rule was saying <laughs> this week? He's like, we're, we're completely rededicating ourselves to the run. <laughs> no more fucking turnovers. Like you could see him seething about Sam Darnold, just like live press conference. He just hates the guy. Uh, Sam Darnold. So sorry, again, Carolina covers the spread. Chuba Hubbard over 74 and a half. Sam Darnold under 236 passing yards, 236.5. And then the total under 43. And that you can get uh, with all those together. It is uh, eight to one. Yeah, I guess you're implying that the Giants will suck. So, yeah, I'm in. Yes, correct. <laughs> okay, mine is much um, a lot more simple. Um, I like it, though, DK. I like, the, uh, I like your gumption. Thank you. So, I'm doing, I found this bet. Kyler Murray and DeAndre Hopkins combined over one and a half rushing and receiving touchdowns. It's plus 125, so you get a little money on that bet. And listen, Kyler is essentially a red zone running back at this point. He's not really scrambling a ton, but when they're in the red zone, he's such an easy threat to have some little fake handout, fake handoff rollout for a one yard score. And then DeAndre, we just talked about why we like him this week. He could do this. He could, uh, you know, win this bet on his own with two receiving touchdowns, which he's already done like three times this year. So this is pretty nice. One and a half combined touchdowns out of the two of them plus 125. I feel like you could have put this in the the other section and I would have been like fine with it. You know what I mean? (laughs) This is a good one. I like that. Mine, mine. What did you say the odds were on yours, Craig? One twenty-five. Okay, I got one that's actually. It's just simple. It's just Matt Stafford to throw an interception, one interception or more. Any interceptions from Stafford in this game, which is probably not going to happen, but it's it's plus one forty-five. So you're basically getting a dollar fifty if you put down a dollar, which just seems like good odds. Matthew Stafford's thrown three, like a pick in each of his last three games. It's obviously it's a little dicey. It's why you're getting the odds. Like I'm not saying like the Lions might not be able to get a pass rush. This might be very stupid. He's probably going to shred them. But like one pick to throw to, for one and like to get a dollar fifty back on a dollar. I mean he's going to be emotional. This is Stafford back against the Lions. I mean I, I don't know. I I I don't know. It's one pick. He has one pick in four out of six games this year. Yeah, I just like I don't know. It just seems like good odds. You need just like all you need is like a tip pass. A bad yeah, pass I don't know. It just, shit happens. I kind of, it, it's not like a oh Stafford's going to throw a pick. It just you don't usually get uh, odds that high anyway. But that's kind of still. It's not that much. It's one and a half. I, you guys want like a real moonshot? I got a moonshot yes. for you. Yeah, I want. We're going to start doing this every week because we got an awesome email from somebody saying that they want bets that they could win a computer off of a five dollar bet. <laughs> so we're going to start incorporating a moonshot bet every week into the show. This bet, this bet buys me a computer. Like <laughs> okay, this. so this was easy. Honestly, I think this is the easiest moonshot we're going to put together all year. 
Like simple. It's simple. So this week you got three crazy games. You got the Lions are giving 15, might be 16 points by the time you're reading this. Six or listening. 16 points to the Rams. The Bears are giving like 13 points to the Buccaneers this week. And the Texans are giving like 17 or 18 points, depending where you look, to the Cardinals. If you take all three of those teams to win outright, like to win the game. So Lions beat the Rams, Bears beat the Bucks, and the Texans beat the Cardinals. <laughs> All three parlay together, and you put down $10. Do you guys know what you would win? <laughs> no. $10. Let me think. I, I, this is your trivia question, everyone listening. Figure out what this is. So the Texans getting 18, the Bears getting 13, Lions getting 16. Those are the spread. But no, the point spread doesn't matter. It's the money line. They all have to win. If you tie those together, what do you think you win with a $10 bet? I think it's got to be like 30 or 40 to 1. I'm going to say you win 3500 bucks. So forty five hundred bucks, four and a half thousand dollars. That's a new MacBook right there, baby. Four and a half. It's two. It's two MacBooks. <laughs> yeah, it four and a half thousand dollars. This is great. I mean, it's I'm gonna never going to happen. So hard but for I mean, fuck ten dollars. <laughs> so my actual recommendation is you actually want to do this because isn't it kind of easy to see? Like, doesn't one of these games happen every year where the Texans beat the Cardinals? A version of that happens every NFL season. Like the undefeated team drops it to like the worst team on their schedule. Every year, it feels like. Mm -hmm. And then also, the Lions beating the Rams would be so funny. You know it's in play. So I actually, what I'd really recommend is probably round-robining, like two bucks a piece on all, like you put together, it won't be quite the same. But if you do Lions and Bears parlay, Bears-Texans, and then you just do like a little round-robin, a dollar on each of these will actually still get you like pretty good odds on a parlay. Because I do think two of these happening is like in the realm of reality. All three is probably negligible, which is why <laughs> well, there's a reason we're calling it the moonshot. Yeah. Well, it's 450 to one odds for a reason. But This is the Wizard of Oz parlay. Lions and Texans and Bears. Oh, my. Oh, my. <laughs> <laughs> so there you go. There's your Fakakta bet. Okay. Um, last week, I was in here. Yeah. Solak filled in for me, went three for three. So I think that since he filled in for me, that goes into my record, right? Uh, I'm giving you, yeah, we decided before the game that that'd be fine. Um, bottom line is like, oh, we kept, oh, okay. our, that was easier kept, than the, kept a team record up. We're now 31 for 54 on the season, which is 57%. I'm definitely dragging down that average. I'm dragging it down. I'm going to try and get my, uh, my, I'm going to try and get my average up a bit, guys. Um, just in a little bit of a slump, but uh, we'll, we'll see how this week goes. All right. Well, thank God we got so lucky. You're going bad in a thousand. All right. Bad quarterback league time. Again, bad quarterback league. You can play with us on FanDuel. FanDuel.com slash BadQB. Or you go to the FanDuel app. It's under games, or NFL. Then you hit game styles. Then we're at the bottom, and it's like bad quarterbacks are good. Good quarterbacks are bad. And you have to pick one from every tier. It's a lot of fun. It's also just, it's just, it's just great. It's like perfect. It's just, who doesn't want to just root for bad quarterbacking? All right. So looking, let's, let's get into this here. Tier one which is the, the worst of the worst. We have Zach Wilson against New England, Davis Mills against Arizona, Justin Fields against the Bucks, Jimmy G against Indianapolis, and then Trey Lance as well, even though I think Jimmy G is going to start. Mm -hmm. The easy answer here would be Zach Wilson against New England, right? Because last time Zach Wilson played New England, he threw four picks. I went with Davis, I went with Davis Mills, though. I don't really know why. I mean, other than just the obvious, like Davis Mills isn't very good. <laughs> Uh, but I just didn't think like lightning was going to strike twice and like Wilson's going to throw four picks again. I don't know. Maybe it could. I played the hits. Now they're in New England. 
So that's rough. It's yeah, rough. And, you know, it's rough. New England's playing better lately. And Davis Mills, honestly, has been playing a little bit better lately. But yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah, not a lot of thought put into this other than it's Zach Wilson against Bill Belichick. Maybe it makes sense to like Zag to win this contest, but I just, I still want Zach. Well, yeah, Zach Wilson against Belichick. I'm not going <laughs> yeah. to think it. Yeah. All right. Tier two, we got Mac Jones against the Jets. We got Goff against the Rams, Tua against Atlanta, and our, our man Danny Dimes versus Carolina. I went with Danny Dimes. I don't really blame me on that one. Uh, I was very close to picking that one. I went Goff ultimately because I usually just like to pick the team that's playing Aaron Donald. Yeah. <laughs> Rule of thumb. I, I, I really strategy. thought about Danny Dimes here. But I actually went with Mac Jones because mm. I just kind of think this pa- Patriots-Jets game is going to be really freaking ugly. Mm. Okay. Are you expecting like turnovers or just like a like a kind of an average slow day for Mac? Both. I want the Mac Jones shine to come off this week. And I think the Jets defense, I, like I just think it could happen. I, wow. All right. All right. T- tier three here. It's funny. There's so little options now because there's a million buys this week. Tier three only has three choices. Sam Darnold against the Giants. Taylor Heineke against Green Bay. And Wentz against the Niners. I went with Wentz mm. because he's he's flying a little too hot for me. There's going to be bad weather. <laughs> the Niners have two weeks to prepare for him. So I went with Wentz. Is your strategy basically Wentz is playing well and that can't sustain? Exactly. I went with Heineke. Dude, I'm going with Darnold, man. Do we do three different options, three different yeah. picks? Wow. Yeah. Here's why I went with Heineke over Darnold. My first, my first like obvious instinct was to, to pick Darnold because he's just been so terrible lately. I really don't think they're going to let him throw it very much in this game. Assuming that they can get out to like an early lead or at least like take care of business early in the game and not fall behind really far. I think they're going to run a ton. I don't think they're going to ask Darnold to do much. And so I think Heineke, on the contrary, is going to have to be playing from behind against Green Bay. He's going to throw a couple picks. He's going to do his wild thing where he's like falling back and tries to chuck up a pass into the end zone, all that. Um, So yeah, I went with Heineke. Heineke's really had a fall from grace. I feel like everybody kind of thought he was frisky in the playoff game last year, and he's kind of just not been good. No. Uh, Okay, tier four. We got Ryan Tannehill against the Chiefs, Joe Burrow against Baltimore, Matt Ryan in Miami, and Derek Carr at home versus the Eagles. I went with Joe Burrow against Baltimore. I did too. It also kind of makes me a little bit worried, though, because Baltimore's been blitzing a lot lately, and... Like the whole Burrow beating the Blitz thing, it, maybe that is maybe there is actually something to that. Um, however, I just think all these other options are just look better to me in terms of like the the offense explosion that they could have. So yeah, I went with Burrow just because I think they play slow. Baltimore runs a lot. It's going to like slow the game down. It's going to like shorten the game. Fewer plays, fewer chances for points, all that stuff. I went with Tannehill against the Chiefs. I just think he's not wow. going to do much. Yeah. Okay. I'm scared of Burrow. That's kind of a reverse <laughs> psychology pick there. All right, tier four. Burrow has looked pretty good lately, I will say. He has. I'm just worried about, yeah, the offensive line, the blitzing. He's going to get hit once and just kind of be like a little bit. Uh, no, just try and run it a bunch. Yeah, I don't know. All right, tier five. Rodgers against Washington, Matt Stafford against the Lions, Jalen Hurts against the Raiders, and Brady against Chicago. I went with Tom Brady. Ooh. Really hoping that moonshot play, pays out, huh? I just like that. I think the game's going to be really low scoring, and Chicago's defense has been like actually really underrated and good. Mm-hmm. And Jalen just murders you on the ground, so I didn't want to go with him. Stafford against the shitty Lions, I don't see a lot happening there. And same with Rodgers against Washington at home. Shit. I kind of want to change my answer. Is it too late to change your answer? No. Oh, man. I think I'm going to go... I think I'm going to change my answer to Brady, too. 
I originally had Hurts, but like I agree with you, like the running thing really kills you. And I think he's going to run a lot in this game. He's the most consistent quarterback in fantasy. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I got right, Aaron Rodgers because I can see Rodgers doing like a week after the I own you, like having a bad game. And everyone's like, ooh, well, <laughs> that would be maybe, funny. maybe it's the mortgage of the Bears ownership. I don't know. I could just see it. All right. Last tier here. Final three Mahomes against the Titans, Lamar against Cincinnati, Kyler against Arizona. I mean, sorry, Kyler against Houston. I went with Kyler because of the reasons I stated earlier. Number one, he hasn't been running very much lately. Um, and again, he's like, I think he's under 10 yards per game in the last two games uh, rushing. And he's got a shoulder injury. So maybe that's like, you know, just like ask that maybe they'll just run a bunch in the second half. And I try not to ask him to do a whole lot. Basically hoping for like the least bad situation here. And I think Mahomes and Jackson could both go off. Who'd you go with, Heifetz? Well, with Mahomes because it's like Kyler. It, I mean, look, they're they're so good in this tier. I think the difference is Lamar with the running, you don't want him. I think the difference is just like if Tyree Kill is limited or doesn't play or gets hurt in the game, I, not that you want to root for injuries or anything, but it kind of feels like you're either picking Kyler because he's a little banged up or the Chiefs because they're like Kelsey and Hill are a little banged up. I'm just going to go with Mahomes, but I'll probably just get um, just blown into smithereens for doing that. This is funny. We all did a different thing again. I went with Lamar. <laughs> Uh, against Cincinnati, whose defense has actually been kind of good and underrated. And the last time these two teams played, they played in Week 17 last year, kind of a nothing game that didn't matter, and then Cincinnati got killed. But they played in Week 5 last year, and Cincinnati held Lamar to two attempts and three rushing yards. And they've done a really good job historically, mm -hmm. like, limiting him rushing. And even if he, like, dices you up throwing, I'd rather bet on that than, than I'd rather want him to beat me in the air than beat me on the ground. And I'll just take the guy playing the best defense. Cool. Okay. Fair enough. So that's it. Last up, I just want to we did we talked about loan trades last episode. <laughs> I think we got more feedback, email, Twitter, everything than we've ever gotten for any discussion we've ever had. <laughs> Overwhelmingly on DK's side that loan trades are bullshit. Yeah, yes. Hyphus and I are on the kind of the chaos side. I think. Yeah. I think you're on the side many... of collusion, you mean. All right, collusion is a ridiculous collusion's <laughs> to deceive. If people announce it to the group chat, that's the wrong term. Um, but Dan and like, so I, I'll just summarize Dan and Leah sent an email. I like, but basically they just said overall a loan trade feels against the spirit of the game. I think that's kind of the core yes. point. I I'm open to that. I just think that it should be black and white, whether they're allowed or not. Somebody described it as insider trading. That's yeah. better than collusion. Yeah. Which I kind of thought made a little bit, was a little bit more, uh, apropos, but, uh, I agree with everyone's saying. I do. I do get it. I might, you know how they say like you you should just do what the defense doesn't want you to do, or that's a good way to tell what's going on. You can kind of think of a fantasy court as you tell yourself, what if this happened in your league? How would you feel? And if this yeah. happened in my league, I think I'd be pissed. So I kind of go against what I said on Wednesday. Okay. So is this a like appellate court overturning one other court or whatever? Like I don't know, I don't know how the courts work, by the way, but um <laughs> did we decide on something in this? I can't remember actually off the top of my we head. Didn't like, we Hung jury. Did we come to a ruling? <laughs> I think this well, is whatever. the high court punting it back to the lower court. <laughs> yeah. Maybe so, this is something we did on the shadow docket. Now we got to undo it. Right, later. I right, don't know. exactly. So we're changing our answer, basically. I was always in, I was always vehemently against this idea. And turns out I was right. And I convinced you guys to do it. And or the public uproar pressured you guys out of it. The judiciary is supposed to be uh, strong against populism but here we are just absolutely buckling <laughs> yeah it's just almost like we're not it's great heavily yeah it's almost like yeah. we're the opposite of a court that's tough no i agree I, I i think it comes down to this like i i it 
everyone is against this. And I'm kind of like, all right, that's sometimes I feel strongly where it's just like, this is what's right. And I'm sorry, people are pissed off. But I think in this one, it's so strange that I'm kind of down to just roll with the tide of like, wow, you guys are mad about this. All right, whatever. <laughs> You're just rolling over. I stand by the fact that maybe by the letter of the law, technically it's legal, but it's just incredibly lame. I think that it's, yeah, it's one of those things where if you've allowed them in the past that allow it, I just basically think you should address it in the offseason and be like, we are going to have a rule on this. No law. We have a rule yeah. that this is allowed. I think, I think that is a good idea. That's our recommendation is make us make an explicit rule that says you can't do this. I know yes. we had, in one of our leagues, we had a rule is like you had to, if if you traded to anybody, you couldn't trade that player back to any team for in less than four weeks. I think the mm. idea was. Yeah, something so, like that. That's a good, something something like that. Um, yeah. But yeah, I just I just be clear about it. It's just you don't want things to pop up middle of the yeah. season. Okay, beautiful. All right, that's all we got. Thank you, DK. Thank you, Craig. Thank you to everyone who emailed us at ringerfantasyfootballgmail.com to yell how Craig and I were wrong. Uh, we <laughs> heard you, even if we could not get back to all of you. But thank you. Thank you, everyone tweeted us. Email us at ringerfantasyfootballgmail.com for showdown time. We will be doing the green room on Sunday at noon Eastern, nine Pacific. Uh, I always get so salty when I have to say nine Pacific, you two Pacific people. Uh, but I'm sure that this is the most brutal start sit you'll many people have ever had to deal with. Or maybe it's easy because you have literally no options. Either way, we'll be talking on noon Eastern green room. You can not just type in the chat. You can also actually come up on stage and talk to us. That's fun. And then also I'm doing green room on Monday night football or after Monday night football. So yeah. All right. That's it. And most of all, thank you, Lauren. Lauren. Thank you. The zombies. Ooh, nice, nice DK. Very nice. That's a good one. Are they Irish, Scottish? What are they? Zombies. Any culture can be zombified. No, I think you're thinking of <laughs> uh, the song "Zombie." Oh, by the Cranberries. <laughs> yes. I mean, they might be Irish. I think they're British. I think they're from England, but I could be wrong. Yeah, they are. They're English. <laughs> I was thinking of "Zombie" by the Cranberries. That's a good song too. Zombie. Zombie. <laughs> And then, we're, then we could also go with like the Rob Zombie thing, which is really different. Um, you remember that one? More human than human. I or don't. Wait, was that what's the name of the song? Uh, don't know. Heifetz? Wait, you don't know Rob Zombie? I know of him. Are. He's like the guy with the crazy hair and the p- face paint. He's like nuts, right? Yeah. Yeah. Is that it? <laughs> I have nothing to add about Rob Zombie. Not one thing. I think we should say goodbye. Goodbye to everyone except Rob Zombie. I don't know who you are. <laughs>